Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Pierce Online Podcast. My name is Matt Pierce. I'm your host. Before we get started, hit that subscribe button, like us, share us, hit the little bell for alerts so you know when new episodes come. I know you don't want to miss anything coming up as we uh, start the next uh, phase of treatment. And we're going to have some uh, upcoming interviews with some other people dealing with some stuff that I'm really excited about. Uh, here in the not so distant future, as well as some old co-hosts that uh, are longtime friends that I can't wait to get back onto the show. But today is kind of a unique situation because we are just over a week from uh, our first surgery. That was kind of one of the big check boxes off of our "Don't Die" mat list, as I like to call it. And so I thought I would bring my beautiful favorite ginger wife on here to kind of talk about. Uh, just kind of what, how last week went, um, how we felt and, you know, whatever may come up through that. So Kim, how you doing, babe? I'm all right. Uh, tired. Yeah, I know. It's been a hell of a week. It has been. And I'm sorry for the, the two hour difference. I know it's super late there. So thank you for staying up. Um, a little weird this time. Cause I'm actually in Utah getting ready to start treatment tomorrow super nervous about learning a new program and expectations and meeting a new therapist. But also like I'm back at mom's house without you for the first time ever. And it is a little weird, right? It's gotta be an interesting dynamic for sure. Hey, me and mom have a great time. We watched some football today. (laughs) I got her watching some football with me. Uh, We've watched some Hallmark. Can you know how much I love Hallmark with mom? And even more fun, I got to hang out with the family tonight for the first time since a couple Christmases ago. And it was... That's awesome. And it was awesome. Like, I loved it. I'm not trying to, like, rub it in your face because you're going to be here soon. You're going to get to feel all the good feels. But, like, I got one of those Alex hugs that you know I love. And uh, I did make the mistake. So your sister's son is on a mission for the church. Uh-huh. And I literally asked, where is he? I was like, where's Beach? Oh, and oh, no. Immediately, I was like, oh, no, I failed. <laughs> but, well, and she got to, she was going to talk to him today anyways. Actually, he called while they were here. Um, like he's good out there. Where's he at again? Sing, is it Singapore? Singapore? Singapore, yeah. Isn't that where your older brother lived for a while? And yeah, Ken and Angie lived there. Got to hang out with our little nephew, Ross, which was a lot of fun. Wish I had his energy. So it was just kind of cool. <laughs> like, I honestly have had the best time being back here. Um, Just like I said, even though I had to come off that canyon to go straight to the hospital, that part sucked. But being here has just been, like, such a refresher for me personally. Like... Well, I feel like at this point, like, you going to the hospital is, like, just a tune-up. Because we've, like, met your out-of-pocket max. It's a tune Like, we just, just, yeah, like, we're just at this point, like, just make sure he's good to go. You know. Exactly. It's a Tuesday for us. Yeah. And I have my first doctor's appointment tomorrow for the follow-up from the surgery we're going to talk about. And then uh, also, there's going to be a combination appointment. Because it's also my first 
appointment with the same surgeon for my bariatric surgery, which is kind of that second big box we need to check off. So I'm pretty pumped, pretty excited. Yeah, big things are happening. I kind of wish you could, I wonder if we could like zoom you, zoom you into that appointment tomorrow so you can kind of be there for it. Send you a link to. I don't know. Hmm. Would you be interested in that if I could do it? I'm trying to think. Um, I should be home. It'll yeah. be like uh, nine thirty your time. Nine thirty. Yeah. Sweet. Anyhow, so let's uh, let's jump into last week. So last week we had the gallbladder removal, which in itself, right, having your gallbladder removed is pretty simple surgery. They do them all the time. Pretty low risk. Uh, mine was a little different because, uh, with my liver being as destroyed as it is, uh, there was a likelihood that they could nick my liver and I could have bled out. There was a lot of things that could have went wrong on the table. Um, so that, that definitely changed the, the, uh, the vibe from just going in for a simple surgery like it was a year and a half ago when I was supposed to have this surgery. What was like going into that day? We got up, we got up at the hotel because you flew in the night before. Um, mm-hmm. You got up, we got up in the hotel. What was kind of your feeling just kind of starting that day? I didn't even know because everything happened so fast that I hadn't even had time to process anything like at all. I, I think when I finally sat down to pack, it had occurred to me that like you were even having this surgery and the risks that the doctor had repeatedly, you know, gone over with us and how serious they were. But, um, but I don't think until, until they took you back for surgery, I don't think any of it really, really like sink in for me. So I definitely want to get into that. Like what happened when I went in, to the operating room and you, we kind of separated. Um, but I will say like when I got up, I was kind of zoned out that whole day from the second I woke up till honestly, they put me on the table. Um, you know, and I've already told you this, but honestly, I didn't think I was coming out of that surgery. I really thought I out. I obviously wasn't going to tell you that like, Hey, (laughs) it's been nice knowing you. Um, but I was scared to death. I did not think I was coming out. I knew it had, it's one of those weird things where I knew it had to be done. Right. <clears throat> My liver was in bad shape. Um, it ha- We knew it had to come out. I also felt like, because we've only had bad things happen the last year and a half, it seems like it's all just kind of been negative. So I did not think I was coming out. So the fact that, I didn't want to tell you that. So it was kind of weird because I was so scared. I really didn't have anybody that I wanted to share that with because I didn't want to put you in that emotional space, which I think we'll find out later. You might already been in a space. You didn't have to tell me that. Like, I know you, like, you know me. I could tell that you, that you felt that way. Yeah. And I was super, I, 
obviously we all know I've said it a million times. I want to live forever. And this whole thought of like, I'm going into this room today and there, I don't think I'm coming out and I can't get that out of my head. And I, I know that's a terrible way to go into a surgery. Um, especially one with the risk we had, but I couldn't stop thinking that I just couldn't. Um, and obviously where I think I try to put on a brave face, or at least I just kind of try to like zone into my own world. Obviously, you know, you know, me, like you just said better than anybody and you could call it out. So when I woke up, I was super thrilled just to wake up. Um, that was a big victory that I did not think was coming. Uh, so let's talk about like when they take me in the operating room, you've got to go now to the waiting room. What was that like for you? What kind of happened? What was your reaction? What was your thought process? Uh, well, I was just being tough for you, apparently. <laughs> um, so they, they turned left with you to take you through the surgery doors. And then I had to go a few more steps down and take another left towards the elevators. And I made it about five more steps and basically doubled over and started crying. But you didn't see it. So I was pretty proud of myself. Um, but then I had to go downstairs and like pull my shit together because I had to go in the surgery waiting room because that hospital's a maze. Like I didn't know where anything was. I knew right below me was the surgery waiting room and that's where they were going to come find me. So that's the only place I knew where to go. So I went downstairs and I'm like trying to keep my composure and I'm, I couldn't, and I didn't want to like upset other people around me. So I remembered when you had gone to the bathroom before we'd gone up to the fourth floor where you had come from. So I had retraced your steps and gone to find that bathroom. And I went in and I just had a full blown panic attack in the bathroom. And a couple people came in and I was able to like keep my composure for a minute. And then I, I completely lost it. And this lady walked in and found me hysterical on the floor, which was really embarrassing. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just told her, I just said I needed to get out of the waiting room because I didn't want to upset anybody. And she said, I'll give you some privacy. And she stepped in this stall and I was embarrassed enough that I splashed some water on my face and dried off and got out of there. And then I wandered the halls a little bit so that she couldn't find me because I didn't want her to come find me in the waiting room. Because <laughs> now you never, I know you, you never want to see that person again and for your whole life. Uh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. And I can never use that bathroom again. <laughs> Just in case we run into each other again. <laughs> well, I think it didn't help that um, for either of us. I mean, the hospital wasn't completely foreign because I'd been to the doctor's office there. But really, that hospital was completely foreign to both of us. I mean, we were out of state, away from, you know, our hospitals in Lima. We weren't in Utah where we know the hospitals. So we're in a very foreign place with a very big thing happening. Um, yeah. And... I'm not surprised because I know you and I knew you were struggling. I think, you know, we both just kind of know each other are struggling and we let each other process. So they did get to the surgery. I think it, how long was the surgery? I don't even know how long I was in there for. 
So they came in at like, they took you in at about 1210. And then they came, or they called me up at about 105. And I was like, that was about what Google said. Because they had not told me a time. But Google said it was about an hour. And when they called me up, he was like, the doctor just wanted to let you know that they just started the procedure about 30 seconds ago. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but then I, I, after that, I felt like it was pretty quick. I want to say she was, she was done in less than 45 minutes. Yeah. She's pretty badass. Uh, I shout out to Dr. Novinsky, uh, at St. Vincent there in Birmingham, because honestly, so many other doctors wouldn't touch me. And she's just this young, ballsy doctor who wasn't afraid of a little challenge. Um, so she comes out. She tells you that, obviously, I survived, right? Because I'm here talking to you now. What was that vibe like for you? What was you feeling when she came in? You said she had a big smile on her face. I think is what you told me. Yeah, she came in. And I didn't even realize that it was her at first. Because, again, I was waiting. I expected to be waiting longer. And she had this, we kind of did a double take and realized it was each other. And she said, do you want to come in here? And I said, I'm just happy to see the smile on your face. And she kind of laughed and took me in one of those awful rooms that nobody wants to go into. Um, but she said, you know, exactly what we knew. She said, your liver was big, um, you know, it was swollen or whatever. And it was cirrhotic and... Um, Snickers is upset with me and uh, you know just exactly what we what we had pieced together from all the other surgeons that we had seen so but I, I I remember telling her you know you made it seem so easy and she just just was very nonchalant just big smile on her face like just another Tuesday <laughs> Just another day in the office for her. Well, I'm glad that she uh, she was as confident as she was, and she did a good job. And I, like I told you, yeah. had a side pain since that surgery. I've been feeling pretty good. Uh, diarrhea. I'm just gonna call it what it is. Uh, I can't eat anything without going to the bathroom in like ten minutes, which is helping me like not turns out it's helping me with my eating disorder. Cause I don't feel like going out to eat and shitting myself. So, cause I already did that once. So let's talk about that. Let's get really deep into the, the real here. So we leave Alabama, but we're going to get to that, I guess. Cause I want to talk about, it. we left Alabama. You and I drove home. It took us two days to drive home. Uh, we pushed home to Ohio home. Yeah. Yeah. And let's point out, by the way, we pushed hard. So, like, I have some people to prove wrong. Like, the last treatment center wouldn't let me do PHP there because they were afraid of my health diving and then being on them. So, they wouldn't let me do PHP there. And so, I was proving, wanted to prove them wrong. So, day one, they said, hey, you're you know, after the surgery, because they blow all this gas into you during the surgery. So my belly was all swollen, huge. My shoulders were on fire. And they said, you know, the best way to get rid of that is to walk. So what do we do? We walked a mile a few hours after surgery. We had walked a mile because this, the uh, floor, the bariatric floor 
has this uh it's a it's a circle and you know they told me 16 laps is a mile so that day we walked a mile and i felt much better already i got a lot of that gas out my shoulders were still hurting and i was still uncomfortable and had some pain that they took care of but overall it was pretty good next morning we get up and i'm feeling cocky because i'm going to prove these motherfuckers wrong excuse my language but i'm still on this mindset today that everything i do is to prove them wrong to show them like you just don't know who like i'm matt pierce and you know what my body might look like it's weak and i might be dying on the inside but i'm not giving up and i'm not gonna stop so the next day we walk a mile i'm pretty sure i hurt you because i thought i was crippling you because of your knee (laughs) you being you being just as uh just being a clayton girl i should say really is the easiest way to say it (laughs) my knee's broken i'm fine well, you had me pushing the walker just in case you needed it. So, you know, I was good either way because I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just in case, just in case he needs it. I've got the walker right here. Yeah. So I was good. I could keep up with you. And we made, there was, I want to say shout out to the nurse, nursing staff at that hospital as well. I thought we got phenomenal treatment from, I mean, the second we walked in to sign in to the second we signed out, which they were surprised we left as early as we did because there was a bariatric seminar that I was supposed to go to that I didn't think I had to go to. And I was like, I was walking my mile and I was like, I want to go to this. And they let me go. So we got out of there pretty early and they were just awesome the whole way. Janae, probably our favorite nurse there. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, She was fun to talk to and chat with. And I think she's going to do great things in that field because she's the kind of people you want in those jobs she was phenomenal Um, yeah she is she is good people for sure but we went to the seminar which was like an hour long which we had to do as part of the process of this new bariatric program that i had to get into because i got fired from the last hospital um we go to that seminar it's like an hour we actually probably stay another 10 minutes or so and talk to the department head lead person you know just chit chatter and they were so cool that they're going to work with me mostly virtual that I only have to go there for a couple of things. Really only one other thing I have to be there for besides the surge non-virtually. And they do want us to stay a few weeks after the surgery just to make sure everything's legit. Um, but I think they're, they're being really awesome how they're working with us because I thought, yeah. I thought I was going to lose them when I couldn't do PHP there. And the fact that they're willing to like do most of my stuff virtual is phenomenal. Yeah, just that they're willing to meet you part way. We're very lucky. Yeah. Um, so we leave that seminar and we head home. Like next next day after surgery, I'm driving to. We're driving to Ohio, and. I kind of knew we weren't going to make it the whole way, pretty much right away. I just was physically beat up from having surgery. And so we made it probably halfway or so, maybe a little more. It was about halfway. And we stopped. Um, the next day, uh, Sunday, we're home. Sunday. Okay. 
But now we've got to turn around because I have to come to Utah for PHP because we found a place who would do my PHP. And it was in, couldn't have been a more perfect place. I mean, if it wasn't going to be in Ohio, which we got denied there, and they weren't going to let me stay in Alabama, Utah was the next best place because it's a place we're familiar with. We have family and support here. We probably wouldn't have to pay for housing here because we just stay at mom's. And so it was all kind of working out. And then I came up with a harebrained. So I'm on the road. But let's before that, like I come up with this harebrained idea of like, hey, since I'm going to Utah, why don't we, and Trevor wants to move to Utah, why don't we pack the whole house up? Not the whole house, but pack Trevor up, put the puppies in the car, and we all go to Utah. So we're all under one roof. We get to spend time with the family, which we haven't gotten to do for a couple of years. And I thought you were going to shoot this down, but you, uh, you got on board pretty quick. Yeah, I'm down because I get family time. And I mean, when are we really going to have months to spend with our family again? No, you're right. I love it. So. Even though no one thinks we're coming home, I love it. I, <laughs> I love it that we're going to be here. I love that I'm going to have you here to support me through uh, treatment. I love that I'm going to be with you and you're having a rough day. I could come home and just be able to tickle you and make you feel better. Um, I love that we're going to be able to spend time with mom and the rest of the family. Super stoked about that, that we're able to get Trevor moved here and he can start his adult life kind of on his own yeah. a little bit. And he'll still be with mom. <clears throat> I mean, he's an adult. He'll be responsible for himself now, which terrifies me because I love him. And it's a big evil world, but I think it's, he's good. I think he'll be good. I think he's a strong kid. We've raised him well. I think just the way I've seen him carry himself in Ohio, I'm, I'm very impressed. And I think he's going to do great things. But, yeah, so I, yeah, you said you had some worries. But, honestly, it's funny. I was telling Debbie this today, that your, the look on your face, like you said, like, oh, that might be crazy. But your look on your face was like, let's do this shit. <laughs> I love your adventures. I wish I wish that I could have driven out with you because Trevor's going to be cranky. He doesn't like the dogs in his car. He doesn't like when Snickers gets sick in the car, which she does often. <laughs> so he's going to be really grumpy. So I wish I could have done the fun part, but I get to come back with you, so that's okay. But no, I... Thought this sounded like a fun adventure. Um, I definitely worry that my mom's going to regret all of us coming. But yeah, I mean, we're in it now, so that's it. We're in it now, and she might, but it's been really nice hanging out with her. I've had such a great time spending time with mom, uh, watching some Hallmark. Like I said, we watched some football before everyone came over. Uh, it is weird because she like wants to all, like she's so sweet, and so she's like. I'm like, I don't want her to just like have to feel like she has to take care of me. Yeah. Um, and so there's like this, like, mom, I can do this. I promise. And she's all like, even she's like, Hey, we, you, we, I think we should switch bedrooms because you're having a, such a hard time coming up and down the stairs. I'm like, no way, mom, I'm not taking your room. But there was just this. No, no, I know. I said, no, I know, I know. <laughs> but it was, he said it a couple of times now. And I'm like, I'm good. I can make it upstairs. It's good for me to get the exercise. 
But no, who knows? Ah. The time we leave, she might be sick of us. But I'm glad that we're gonna get to spend some time with her, and that we're gonna be in Utah. I, I'm telling you, honey, I came off of that canyon and just felt like I was in the right place. I really did. Yeah, I just like, oh, this is home. This is where my peace is. This is what makes me happy. And I'm glad we're going to get a little bit of that before we have to head back. But I am excited about our adventures back with the dog because I've never made a long road trip with the puppies. So it's an adventure. <laughs> I hope we have plenty of <laughs> plenty of Razadone. Yeah, so we could just chill them. Out. Um, they don't do bad. They don't. Uh, they don't eat, so they don't go to the bathroom a lot. So it's just a lot of really high stress, like yelling on the side of the freeway, "Go to the bathroom," <laughs> and then just like smelling everything. Yeah. So I think. Yes, it's a lot of stress. I think Snickers would be fine, just because she's older and she's just always just laying around. But Brody's yeah. got that like everything's new and I want to see it and touch it and smell it and lick it. <laughs> I do think yeah. mom's got Buddy, um, this little Shih Tzu. I think she is. He is. Got yeah. when we were here last before we left, and her and Snickers were best buddies, but. That's at that time she had a little heart issue, so she didn't have the real go-getter attitude. Well, then she got her heart fixed, and now she's like a little dog on crack. And she wants to hump your arm and scratch the crap out of you if you don't let her let him. But he's also he like he'll come and just lay on my belly. We've become best friends. Um so I think honestly, I think having Brody here with him to help like wear him out a little would be good. I think Snickers will be ha- like Snickers will be a little annoyed, you know, because he'll want to play, and Snickers will be like, "I just want to lay down." Yeah, Snickers does not like the playing. No, Brody will have it for a few minutes, but that's it. I think it'll be. We'll see. I am super super stoked. Uh, for us to be back. Um, but we still have plenty of coming up, right? We have to worry about the next surgery, which is that next big box we got to get checked off uh, when it comes. And PHP. And P- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. I'm talking a lot. I apologize. We haven't done this for a few days, so I'm like excited. Uh, yeah. yeah, PHP. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little terrified about tomorrow morning. Uh because it's a whole new group of people that don't know me where in Alabama at that PHP, if I would have stayed there, those people knew me, they knew I was a sweetheart, you know, uh, yeah. new people, new processes, new routine, new food. I don't know how like their food is, uh, all that stuff. It's all new. Plus I'm dealing with this going to the bath five seconds uh, after I eat anything, and so I'll be eating breakfast and a snack. That's three opportunities for issues. Thankfully, I live five minutes away right now. So, but yeah. let's discuss why I'm concerned. So, uh, when was it? Was like my second day here because it wasn't, it wasn't my first. I spent the whole day in the hospital. 
my second day here, right? I go, I have some food, I think a burger, right? Something, nothing big, right? Nothing like it wasn't because honestly, I have not had like, I've had urges. I've had binge urges for sure, but I have, yeah, strangely haven't had the appetite to fulfill them. If that, it's weird. Like I want to, especially because I'm back in Utah and there's a lot of things I like here and fry sauce is readily available and. Um, but I have much as I like my binge urges are like eat everything. My belly's like, we're good. But I did, I did have some food and I parked in the parking lot and ate my food, just a normal. And I didn't even get large. Like that's where I'm at. Like I ordered like just the normal, like you'd have been proud, like just the normal menu, medium drink deal. Right. I ate it. And all of a sudden, I get, like, a little grumble, like, you should probably go to the bathroom. And so I drive home, five minutes to the home, and the whole time, it's getting worse. My belly grumble's getting worse and worse and worse. And I back into the driveway. And now, if you've ever had Tommy the Turtle situation, well, this was like Tommy the Rainstorm. Not gonna be solid. Tell me the flash yeah, flood. Exactly. And oh, no. like the Willy Wonka chocolate river. <laughs> oh god. You just lost half your listeners. <laughs> it's all about being yeah. um so like I know it's coming out. Like I'm not stopping it. I'm doing the whole butt clinch plan, all that good stuff. And I come into the house really fast and I already feel it coming out. Like it's strip. It's bad. I stop and say hi to mom, but I know that I got to get going. So I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. She's like, you can go up here. And I was like, no, I can't. I promise you that's a bad. (laughs) Oh no. I rushed down the stairs, rushed to the bathroom down here. And as I'm like, cause I have my bibs on as I'm undoing my bibs, like, my body, my eyes see the toilet and they sent a message to my bum like, well, there's a toilet. So let's go open up wide. <laughs> Full release time. Even though my brain was like, but we're not on it. My eyes were like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> we're close enough. <laughs> so, as I'm taking, I'm totally like, it was the worst. I finally get on the toilet, like, I'm not trying to, I hope you're not eating when you're listening to this. Cause it was bad. I'm talking like baby up the back bad. <laughs> it was one of the worst in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this is great for you. Why do you enjoy me pooping myself so much? It's only funny when it happens to somebody else. The last when we're sitting downstairs in the Twilla house, and I parked, yeah, and shot everything out the backside, and you, funniest thing ever. It was pretty funny. I feel like uh, I always think like you haven't lived until you've had a good like that that time I pooped myself story, but I feel like I have two. 
<laughs> I was gonna say that time. My family has like a whole bookstore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe that's what I. <laughs> Instead of doing that before I go, curious. Which, by the way, before I go, is coming back. We're gonna start working on that when Kim gets here. Uh, we're bring. She's bringing a book. We're gonna get back on track with that. But we could have instead of doing before I go, we could go go all the times I poop myself. I mean, the I still think the worst time is bad as this time. This time is easily number two, by the way, because I'm talking. It was my shoes. I had to wash my shoes everything twice because it was bad. Um, but the, I still think the worst times the time I went to a friend's birthday party. And I had gotten to this party late, right? Because I had to close up work and I got there and so all the kitchen crew was Mexican at this place I worked at, right? And so they got there when I did. So I was hanging out with the Mexicans because we were the only sober ones. And I said, this isn't going to work, guys. So what we're going to do is every time someone walks in the door, we're just going to do a shot because we've got to catch up. Well, we popped off a fifth of 151 between like three or four of us in like 15 minutes. Oh my God. tops. I mean, I was, and I remember we're sitting there and I'm having the best time. I'm making up with people I was fighting with. Like, oh man, you know how you get when you're drunk. Like, I can't believe we fought. We're such good friends. What yeah. love, not war. And, uh, Building bridges. Yep, building bridges. That's what I love to do. And we're playing guitar here. I'm rocking on the drums. And all of a sudden, the door, someone knocks on the door. It's the cops. And they were super cool. They're just like, hey, you guys got to quiet down. It's getting late. We're getting some complaints. And no sooner, I don't know what it is about the cops coming. I don't know if I was a little more nervous. My belly was like, all the little <laughs> rum homies in my body were like, we got to get out. The cops are here. Because as soon as that door closed, my body was like, here we go. And not only that, but I also had to get sick. So I had to make some decisions, right? So I'm over the toilet, puking, and all of a sudden, like, there's there's rum homies exiting out the back door, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Madness, right? And the only thing I could think, well, at least I have pants on. So this no, it wasn't. Because that stuff came out the bottom of my pants, was all over the floor. Now, what does a good guest do, right? A good guest cleans up after. Not this guy. I passed out next to the toilet to the point where people said they were trying to open the door and they were like hitting my head. <laughs> they get in the bathroom and like people had to pee in the sink uh in the kitchen because I they couldn't get in. Anyway, so everyone's passed out. I wake up. Thank God everyone was passed out. I'm talking there is little rum all over the bathroom. Right? I'm talking it was like battlefield situation. And I my head was like clean this up, Matt, right? But my heart was like not fucking gonna happen. Way too sick and tired. I got to get out of here. So I snuck out, leaving a trail out the door. I get in my car. I had this 1999 Chevy Cavalier that the air conditioner had broke on my way back out to Utah. So air conditioning was not an option. So I start the car. Now, I'll tell you that I didn't think I was still drunk. 
I probably was. Honestly, if they breathalyzed me, I probably was not in good shape. But who cares? Because I didn't drive. I sat there with the <laughs> in the July heat for a solid four to five hours with all the windows up. So I just cooked those little rum buddies that were in my pants. I just toasted them. <laughs> and so I, I wake up. It was like eight in the morning when I made it to my car. I wake up. It's like 1231 o'clock. I'm like, I'm still sitting there. I don't know how I didn't get a DUI. If any cop would have drove by, I had to be just slumped. My car's running. I'm fortunate. Like, I would never even got behind the wheel if I thought I was drunk. I just thought I was sick. But, like, looking back, I think, obviously, I was in no condition to drive. Yo, you think? I went, <laughs> I went home. I threw every piece of clothing I had on away. <laughs> like, two or three showers that day. It was just a bad mess. And then I remember talking to the birthday girl, like, two days later. She was like, I can't believe somebody shit all over. It wasn't even her. It was her friend's house who was letting her through the party there. And she's like, I can't believe someone just shit all over. And, I'm, and me being me, I'm like, yeah, that is ridiculous. Who does that? At <laughs> so, Got another story to add to that book. Yeah. Well, you know I've got some stories to add to that book, too. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> Someday, if I'm ever brave enough to share them. You will be. <laughs> uh, I will be. I said I believe in you. We, you will be. Oh. <laughs> so I see we've been going for a little bit here. Before we jump off here, is there anything like... Like, as we move on to this next surgery and this next chapter, any concerns or, like, thoughts you have about what's coming up? Like, what you, kind of expectations, maybe? Or... Um, no, I just think, um, I kind of wonder how the two programs are going to kind of intertwine. I need my other hand right now. You know what I mean? Thank you. That. <laughs> um, because. Because your ED treatment is going to be teaching you one thing. And your. And your. Weight loss. Program is going to be teaching you maybe another thing. And so I, I wonder like how those two are going to play together, I guess, is kind of at the same time. I worry about how you're going to navigate those two programs simultaneously. Um, so I'm, in, I'm anxious to see you get started in both of them and, and hear how they plan to support each other, I guess. No, I, I think that's fair. I think there's definitely some – I think there's some – it's going to be like running this gray line, right? Because what I've learned from eating disorder clinics is they don't give a shit about what your diet needs to be for anything else. Yeah. But also, like, I need to wait because 
the bariatric clinic is going to expect me to show that I'm putting in effort, right? And losing weight. And they're going to want to know what my weight is, where PHP says, we don't want you to have a scale at home and we're not going to let your weight here. So like, I'm, I'm concerned about that too, because I am kind of serving two masters. And unfortunately we don't really have an option, but to do that right now. I mean, I guess we could have not done PHP, but I think that would have been a terrible idea. Um, I think I learned a lot in treatment at Alsana. Um, but I also think that there's something to be said about the, the trickling down. And I think where I really noticed that the most is when I came home to get the car, well, the first time I was in PHP um, and I was, and I started, had started binging once I was there, but I realized the second I walked into our house, I shouldn't be there yet. Like it was just, was a lot nothing that you guys did nothing the house did it was just being back and having all these options in front of me and not really had any opportunity to kind of like put the put into place the tools i had used and learned and re- yeah. actually that's what php is so nice for because you these tools that <laughs> in residential php and then iop after that are these opportunities to really use those tools hone those tools and when you're having trouble, you have the support of the community and your therapist and your dietitian, and it's nice, you know, uh, trickling, trickle, you know, titration down. And so, um, I'm glad we did it, but it's definitely going to be trying to make two people happy on two different levels. And uh, yeah, I respect that. That's definitely going to be stressful. What about just? Do you have yeah. any stresses about being in Utah? Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Of well, course. I know you said um, drive mom nuts. Well, yeah, I'm worried about being an inconvenience on mom for sure. Because we are a lot. We are overwhelming. We are messy. We are chaotic. We are noisy, etc. Um. I worry about, uh, I don't know, I worry about a few things. I worry about social expectations, which is funny because um, I've been, like, super lonely here. But, like, at the same time, it's kind of nice to, like, not have to be anywhere. Not, like, I don't know anybody, so I don't have to go anywhere. (laughs) So, like, being back around people I know and, you know. That's kind of overwhelming to me. I respect that because I think I have some of those same vibes. But I will say, like, it's probably good to be uncomfortable and to be challenged there. Because I think with being so far away from our our people, even in Ohio, it's like three hours to my mom's house. Yes, we have the Saturday group who are awesome and I love them. Um, But we have really isolated ourselves in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Uh, on us or not, I don't, I mean, I guess that's an argument to be made, but we have isolated ourselves. And I think that leads to us spending more time eating unhealthy or eating a lot or grazing because we're bored and not engaging with people and not engaging with stuff. So I think this will hopefully pull us out of that a little bit. I think that'll be, but yeah, definitely just, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's just like going from, 
it's like what I just talked about. If I would have went from residential back straight into day-to-day life, right? It's, it's tough. It's a lot all at once because you're going from zero to a hundred. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I'm glad to have you here because we can support each other through that and kind of learn how to navigate that together. I mean, we're going to have a lot of first coming up with Trevor. Trevor's going to stay here. We're going to go home by ourselves. We're empty nester. Yeah. That's going to be a big change. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, we got lots going on and I'm excited for it. I'm excited, uh, for the, the adventure and we'll see where it goes. I think it will come with struggles and frustrations, but I'm really happy we did it. I'm happy you got on board to come out here with me. Cause it just makes it that much better and easier. Uh, I just love doing stuff with you. That's just really all it is to it. Like call me codependent, call me what you want. Like you're my human and I love having adventures with you. So yeah. Well, I think that's a good place as any to close this up, honey. Uh, thanks for coming back on. I'm sure we'll have you on again because you're awesome and you help me make great stuff. Um, of course. I appreciate you. And also just a shout out again, I promise I wouldn't put names out there, but just the people who made it possible for Kim to come to Alabama with me and be there to support me. I'll never be able to explain to you how huge that was. Um, And just, you will forever be in my heart. And if I could ever do anything to repay, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. So it was just a big, awesome, we are loved. And I don't think, I think it, unfortunately it takes something like this for us to be realize how much we are loved, but we are really loved out there. Definitely. So. All right, everybody. I think I'm going to end that there until next time. I'm Matt Pierce. This is my favorite ginger, Kim Pierce. And we'll talk. Bye guys. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Take it easy.